Hello, and welcome to Hit Like a Fangirl, the podcast championing the voice of female fans, artists, and music industry professionals. Each week, I'll be joined by a brand new guest to discuss what it's really like to be a woman in music, and why challenging the discourse around female fans is so important. On today's episode, I'm joined by Katie Harris. She's a post-production manager at Sony Music's in-house creative team, Four Floor Creative. We discuss all sorts, including the importance of female fans to an artist's success and her biggest pinch me moment working in music. We've recorded this interview online, with me being based in York and Katie being based at Sony Music's HQ in London. As always, be sure to like and follow the podcast and join in the conversation on Instagram at Hit Like a Fangirl Podcast. Enjoy the episode. So to start us off, uh, I'm going to start with five sort of quick fire questions, just like general music questions. So what's the best gig you've ever been to? The one I remember recently of coming out of it and being like, oh, my God, that was amazing, was um, Bring Me the Horizon at the O2. And I was seating as well. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I do always feel like seating or standing definitely like alters the experience. Mm. Um, But if it's sometimes the seating ones can surpass your expectations which yeah. I think is always the best um and if there was an album you could listen to if it was Groundhog Day and you could only listen to one album forever what would you choose uh, Jamie T carry on the grudge I like that you didn't have to think about that one no <laughs> <laughs> um and do you have a favorite music video just like of any music videos got a few but the one I really really like and this goes against the last two artists I've now said is um Little Mix's Sweet Melody video great video like great great pop video love that and um one female artist that you think everyone should have in their playlist self-esteem okay that's great um and if you could choose three female artists dead or alive to headline your dream festival who would you choose (laughs) um dead or alive right okay so because i'm a you know millennial i'm gonna go with hillary duff (laughs) okay um what else do i listen to um can they be in bands or do they have to be solo either yeah patty smith and Paramore. Amazing. Okay, so to get into the real questions, uh, to start us off, what does your role include? So I am the post-production manager for the video production team of Fourth Floor Creative, which is the in-house creative agency for Sony Music. We, as the production team, um, make music videos, live sessions, live shows, concert films, content series that are on like online and broadcast. Um, And as well as like, because we shoot that as well, we also have the post side, which is what I manage. And all of that editing comes through me, as well as, you know, added VFX and lyric lyric videos, visualizers, Anything that basically helps the campaign also comes through us. Even, you know, animated artwork, social cut downs. There's no, there's nothing too small and nothing too big. Um, And I manage the scheduling of the editors, the briefing, 
I edit sometimes myself and manage the archive and the billing of the team in post. Amazing. So obviously every day is probably very different, but what would a typical day at work look like for you? Typical day is I get to the office and I like to get to the office half an hour before um, my editors just just so I'm, you know, I'm there and ready for when they come in. I've got everything that's come in overnight. Um, I then go through the schedule. If anything's changed, I reply to emails around midday, start getting some other requests, start sending some other edits for feedback, start collating more media. Um, it's a lot of emails, a lot of emails. Um, then the rest of the day, basically the same thing. It's kind of rinse and repeat. Although yesterday was quite different because I was in the studio projecting a video and filming it, you know? <laughs> oh, fab. Um, and do you remember what made you decide you wanted to work in music? I was always wanted to work in music, but I always loved film and video. And what I loved the most was music videos. And when I was a little girl, all I wanted to do was be a music video director. That was my, that was what I wanted to do. Then I kind of, you know, eased into photography and then somehow I've come back round, but I'm in the post side. But I just, I remember um, just sitting there as a little girl and seeing music videos on TV and just being, you know, I think music videos go hand in hand, sometimes a bit of musicals. It's that, you know, that reenactment of theatrics, that performance, it, that it's that. And yeah, ever since I was little and the dream come true when I was 20. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't music straight away you like worked up towards getting there I've worked in post-production since I was 21 um for a variety of different companies a Russian film company TFL and uh Formula E so it's a very eclectic background (laughs) yeah definitely um and are there any sort of standout moments in your career that were almost at the moment at the time felt like a major like pinch me moment yeah, it was actually funny enough. The um, Bring Me Horizon gig in September that I went the two years ago that I went to that I said was my favourite um, gig. And I remember because we were I had the our um, our production company were shooting it, so I had to come and help out with the cards. And amidst doing that earlier on in the day, the band were doing rehearsals, and not only were the band doing rehearsals, the support were doing the rehearsals. And the support was Union Six, which is also was another big band when I was 16 or 17. We were obsessed with them. Like I had alcohol poisoning and I still went to the gig. Um, I had a fake ID and I, you know, made my changed my last name to Franceschi because that was the surname of the lead singer. We all used to call him Fran Sexy. Um, and they have a song, Lose Be Friends of Bring Me Back in the Day, and they have a song called Bite My Tongue, where you know Ollie from Bring Me's on the vocals. And they came out and they did it. They were just rehearsing it. And I stood there in an empty O2 and just watched these two bands that I've been, I'm not obsessed with Human at Six anymore. And I'm not obsessed with Bring Me, but two bands that I was very much a fan of at one period of my life, rehearsing. And it was surreal. And it was so surreal that I had to leave. I had to walk out. I had to be like, no, no, I can't. Um, I had to I had to just leave because I couldn't grasp um where I was. And the other one was Jamie T at Glastonbury in twenty fifteen. <laughs> Do you find that even like now in your career you still get like moments of imposter syndrome? Or do you feel like you sort of are aware of like where you're at now and 
I think, you know, no matter how old you are or who you are, there's always a level of, you know, what they call imposter syndrome that does kind of, you know, even, for example, I'm ideal. I've dealt with, you know, over 100 broadcast shows in my career. And now I'm dealing with a broadcast show, but it's not a sports broadcast show. It's a music broadcast show, which now means it's got to be rated because it's not going out as live. So even then, as a post-production manager, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, God, like this is an area of my my area of my job that I've not had any experience in. Um, and, you know, jargon, jargon differs between industries, you know, and that can also cause you to feel kind of a bit insecure like you don't know but I think the best way is regard you're always going to feel it and I still do is just to go okay I don't know this but now I do definitely yeah and do you think have you ever like yourself experienced or seen other people sort of at work be sort of undermined or discredited as a as a result of their gender because obviously there's sort of a perception of female fans in music and sort of how that translates into the workplace a hundred percent I mean um my job is predominantly with men post-production is a highly male-dominated field I have one I have two female editor friends out of about 50 editor friends who are all men all of my editors are men um it's all the directors you work with majority all the directors I've worked with are men my boss is a man there have been times where to do my job you have to be assertive and you have to be a bit straight to the point and sometimes that um has been seen as aggressive or emotional which is a shame um and sometimes that can be done that can be dealt with because of your gender or maybe i'm just angry and emotional i don't know no i completely like i've seen where people will talk about like the difference between like the discourse around like female fans like of music compared to yeah. like male football fans. And it's like, oh, well, she's obsessed, but he's passionate. And it's like the way that it's the same sort of outlet of emotion, but it is perceived in a different way. It's also kind of like, you know, a lot of the bands I listen to are men. And I would say I'm a fan. I enjoy their music. But if you talk about, you know, for example, uh, uh, um, Sony, you know, one of Sony's band is Bring Me. So, you know, I get to live my dream and work on stuff that my favourite band produced, like, you know, and it's amazing, like, you know, that is a pinching moment, seriously. But I'm not obsessed with Ollie Sykes. I love the band. I love the music they've put out, you know. And that doesn't mean I have Ollie Sykes as the wallpaper on my phone. That doesn't mean just as a female because I'm obsessed with what is probably labelled a boy band in this sphere. Doesn't mean then I'm a girl that fangirls when they walk past. I just I, I just looked at the floor because <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then as a whole, what do you think about the way that female fans are perceived today? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think like you know the idea of concept of fangirl started with Beatlemania. Uh, in the 60s uh, late 50s early 60s and to now I think I think I think with the with the growth of social media and you know even back in you know the early 2010s with Tumblr and MySpace where you could listen to music I think 
fans, fangirls, they're, they're more informed and they're more tenacious and dedicated, but not in a way in which they're dedicated in a new sphere of what we have today in social media and technology. Because information is so widely accessible. You know, in the 60s, you didn't have paparazzi, you know, taking pictures of Taylor Swift in every new outfit as she left her, you know, New York, New York apartment. Um, I think the age, I think fangirls are really undermined in the power that they bring to the music industry. They're the ones that generate ticket sales. They're the ones that generate to the top of the charts because they're the ones that are listening to that song over and over and over and over again. And I think they're a force to be reckoned with because when you get loads of them together, there's no stopping them. Absolutely, yeah. And I think a lot of people I know who are music fans, probably myself included, that's sort of what stemmed the like drive to want to go on to work in music. So like, it definitely becomes almost like a machine of what was once like, oh, she's a female fan, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like taken, I think it's the change is sort of starting to happen. I think as well, though, like you've got, um, you know, it's fangirls in music, but it's fangirls across the board as well. And, you know, when I was 15, I used to make Doctor Who tribute videos because I was in love with David Tennant and Matt Smith. I loved it. So I spent my free time sitting on my laptop making videos that you can still find on YouTube, but no one will know. And I think, it, you know, a lot of people who are passionate and as I was back in the day editing even then, it does become part of your life, not even not even uh, consciously. It's a passion. It's a passion. And people, some people don't have it. Some people do. And it's sort of, I think, and then other people sort of start to notice it as well. Like, I'll go home from uni and my mum will ask me how Harry Styles is like he's a friend from uni. She's like, oh, how's Harry? Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> So do you think attitudes towards women in music has changed since you entered the industry? I mean, since I entered the industry, you had the Brits remove the genders in their categories. And then the following year, you had no females nominated in the best artist category. You know, so I wouldn't say in the wider scope of that sort of music side of the industry has changed. But obviously, I'm I'm actually not also qualified to make them comments because I don't work in that area but what I can say in the creative side in the label services side in which I work in um our president Cassandra Gracie is all is an is a you know an admiration woman to look up to of what she's like conquered and achieved in her in her career and she runs full floor with such you know power and I was you know it's funny that you've asked me this now because I was sitting in presentations yesterday and I was looking and I there was all these women around me and they're not only women they're women who are seniors in their departments they're women who are directors of their departments and there's actually more women in full floor than there are men I think so I think when it comes to the actual creative side of the industry in which I work in women are very very a driven force and they support each other you know I've got a counterpart myself I'm post-production manager there's a head of production that we work ins and outs I mean you saw it yourself (laughs) um so in that side I say yeah there's definitely changes and it's um 
it's exciting to see what could happen because you will ne- you won't be low in the future with more of that happening you might not be met with this oh you're being emotional response that you have in the past i've not i've not had that here at sony but in previous employers i haven't been met with that response in certain things um so yeah, I think there's there's big changes or have have happened. I mean, even me being hired as a post production manager, that that's a change, but more to come, I hope. Definitely. And do you think having female people in those senior roles has sort of like subconsciously changed that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. All the women that are in their senior roles are deserving and just in the knowledge that they know and share every day is. I wish to be that one day myself. Um, And my last question is, what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self before entering the music industry? Don't think you're going to get all the perks you think you will. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Katie. It was great to catch up with her again. Be sure to like and follow the podcast and head over to our Instagram at Podcast. See you next time.